In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tug Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a very, very in-depth show for you today. We have one guest, uh, Dr. Suzanne Phillips, who's been on in the past, and we get to really get to the meat of some stuff today. Rob, what do you think? I'm excited for this because I love the shows that we do lots of fun things, but I also love these shows that we have a little bit more time to really have an amazing discussion. And uh, our discussion today with Dr. Suzanne Phillips is is going to be, like you say, in-depth, but boy, if anybody is going to help you sort of get to the core of things, we've got a couple of gals that we do turn to on Military Mom Talk Radio, but Dr. Phillips really does have a way of just getting down to the core of a matter <laughs> and it helping is. Well, you discern it. And it's important because, you know, some of these topics that we cover can't be covered in a 10-minute or a 15-minute segment. There's too much to go over. It is. It is. And so I do appreciate her time today. Um, and we'll, we're going to bring her on shortly. But there's lots going on. How's things in California? Are you finally cooling down over there? We are finally cooling down and things are wrapping up for us for Operation Gratitude, which is not far from my house. I like to, to follow what they're doing. And Absolutely. I wanted to... Um, talk a little bit uh, before we get on to other news you can use uh, with their battalion buddies and these are little bears and dogs maybe they're not dogs it's hard to tell but they're little stuffed animals uh, that support the children of deploying troops and they they're so cute Rob they're like you know a little stuffed animal dressed in military garb but what's adorable (laughs) they are they are Um, what's so cool about these is they they have a little card that goes with them and I wanted to read it because I think it's really poignant and it says hi brave young warrior I'm your battalion buddy I'm here to cuddle and play with you while mommy or daddy is away and my friends at operation gratitude will be sending a little something to mommy or daddy too so it's a great way i think to connect um you know to connect the kids with operation gratitude they do such a good job sending care packages to the troops but i love that they send these to the sons and daughters of our u.s military personnel as their units prepare to deploy it's really pretty special. 
I just love Carolyn Blaschek for her thinking outside the box, literally. Uh, she just has a way of finding a way to connect in such a loving way. And um, you're right. These uh, We did just blog on it today. If you go to militarymomtalkradio.com, you will see the, uh, the article that we put. And, oh, my word, these little faces are just as precious as can be. But there are ways, if you do appreciate this kind of initiative, uh, definitely go visit the website because they are, of course, always looking for support in many different ways. Um, they're at 16444 Refugio, Refugio, is that how you pronounce it? Refugio <laughs> Road? Refugio, yeah. <laughs> Refugino. <laughs> I just made it Italian. <laughs> That's in Encino, California. And, of course, it's OperationGratitude.com if you want to find out more. It is. It's a lot of fun. And, and you just sign up. It's like BattalionBuddies at gmail.com. And you can nominate a kid to get, uh, you know, a stuffed animal uh, for deployment. It's really a lot of fun. I just think, you know, when I see these companies coming together and the troops coming together to help the children, you know, they're kind of our little lost soldiers in this war. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. And for things that they don't understand quite yet. So to help them bridge the parts that they don't understand, at least there's some love and support. Um, I know our our local national ge- uh, National Geographic, yeah, our National <laughs> Guard <laughs> family readiness groups do an awful lot for the families back home while their loved ones are away, and they uh, very similar to what uh, parents of deployed service members do with their uh, battle parent buddies they uh the family readiness group with national guard does a very similar thing and they try to partner people with uh parents who are have children serving in similar capacities uh the the family readiness groups are so powerful and just uh it's their angels on earth because all of a sudden when a family is in the most need that's when all of a sudden someone comes up and and holds on to them until they're ready to uh until they're ready to move into the next part of a journey so wonderful we salute you all absolutely so that email again if you want to make arrangements directly for a shipment is battalion buddy at gmail.com i love when they make it simple i do too <laughs> i can pronounce it i can spell yeah. it it's all good <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my gosh. There's lots of other stuff going on too. If you want to find something out on the East Coast and in the warmer climate on the East, we're getting chilly up here in New Hampshire. Um, down in Port St. Joe, Florida, our friends at Semper Fi Sisters are having a beach blast. Now, doesn't that sound like the best way to spend an October week? <laughs> it does. They have uh, an amazing uh, get-together coming up. It is October 17th through 21st. It's at Port St. Joe, Florida. It's a fun-filled five-day, four nights for women only. And it's no children, no spouses. It is just for the women, um, Army, Air Force, Navy, Marine, Coast Guard moms, wives, grandmothers, aunts, sisters, cousins, mothers-in-law, nieces. And if you want (gasps) to... Take a breath and keep on going. They want all of the women affiliated with the service and military families to please join them. Blue, silver, and gold star mothers.
other units are joining together with always faithful sisterhood to honor and support the men and women who are and have served our nation. So let's see where their website is. If you go to SemperFiSisters.com, you're going to see right up at the very top is a Beach Blast uh, link, and you can get a lot more information there. That is. That is so much fun. I love when these groups send in, and we get so much stuff coming in. Um, we heard from uh, there and back again, uh, Sue McNabb. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a guest coming on in the next couple weeks. and. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard from Lee Woodruff recently about her book tour that's going on. That's um, right. Yeah. And uh, some of the proceeds from her book tour go to promote her charity with her husband, Bob Woodward, um, which is just, I just think there's so many great programs out there. I can't believe it. I mean, we were contacted this week alone, Rob, by Horses for Heroes and uh, VetsFund.org. I mean, there's just, there's groups coming out of the woodwork, I think, to help our troops. I think people are really getting on board that we need to make our own contribution from the home front. And you know what, I think, and of course, this is where my volunteers uh, kind of background comes in, is that there may not be something that we can do on a global level. There may not be something that we can do on a national level. But there certainly is something we can do on a community level. And whether it means, as you know, I'm very involved in our community soup kitchen. We call it our Hooks It Community Kitchen. And we, last month, served over 125 people. Um, and it is absolutely free. And we just welcome everybody to come for a home-cooked dinner that are in the area who need friendship and who need love and who need a warm meal. And we, we just love reaching out to the, to whatever we can do within our reach. I mean, we can't fight the, the, the hugest battles, but we can little by little make some connection locally. And that, I just think, is what makes the world go wrong. It sounds corny, but there it is. Well, and it's a great way to bust you out of your funk. I know, you know, you've dealt with me now for like four years between, you know, my mom's death and my divorce and the kids and being a single mom. And I'll tell you, you know, it's really humbling to go and, and work in some of these groups. And I do a lot of volunteer work and I call it my reset. It's not even my volunteer work. It's the work that I need to do to reset so I can come back and be so grateful my kids are healthy, to be grateful that my dogs have enough food, to be grateful that I have a house to live in you know it's really easy to get off track with these things especially if you're depressed from a deployment if you're depressed from you know it being so hard and we're coming up on the holidays robin that's really tough on families when there's separation Mm -hmm. it is it really is um and i think some of what we're going to talk about today with dr phillips may just kind of fall into place with this in that we may be so so busy with so many things, especially during a deployment, but on the other hand, there are times that we just don't have, um, we have too much time on our hands or we don't have enough time. And I think what it is is finding the way to prioritize the things that we have to do, prioritize the things that are going to make us stronger, and then find the, through that the strength to do the things that are the challenges of our own lives. I, I mean, that just seems so simplistic, but yet... That's what we have to do to function and get on, I think. We really need to, um, like you say, get that reset in our lives. 
Yeah, because we do have a lot to be thankful for. And I think especially, you know, as we come around the holidays and we feel so bad about our loved ones not being here, and it can turn from, you know, being a really great time of the year to actually dreading it. I know I've I've mm-hmm. had that. Um, I go back and forth between those feelings, like really excited for the holidays, really dreading the holidays um, because yeah. of separation. And, um, you know, and I just think every time I go and do volunteer work, I realize how much I do have to be grateful for. Absolutely. We're going to have to also uh, talk a little bit about Toys for Tots as the next couple of weeks come up, Sandra, because I know how near and dear that is to your heart, too, and all of us at Military Mom Talk Radio. I was going to say Motherhood Incorporated, but it is so... But it is good because, you know, if you sell, if like I save all my kids' uh, re-gifts, you know, the mm-hmm. birthday presents they get or the Christmas presents, and I can re-gift them over to Toys for Tots at the end of the year, take the tax deduction, and we all win. That's so perfect. Sandra, we've got a break coming up. Um, on the other side of the break, we've got Dr. Suzanne Phillips. Uh, she has worked, published, and presented nationally and internationally on trauma, couples, uniform services, bereavement, and relationship addiction. Stay with us for a wonderful conversation with Dr. Phillips after these messages right here. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why aren't my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Togginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help the sound, put your name. Top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. 
Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a great show today because we're going to bring in Dr. Suzanne Phillips, and she always has such great things uh, to bring to the show today. And Dr. Uh, Phillips, you were listening to the first opening segment. You have something to share with us about volunteering. Everybody, I'm happy to be back. Um, An interesting thing about giving and generosity. Um, In the corporate setting, one of the things that that some studies have identified is that we have a finite amount of time. Bosses want to increase productivity, but when they put on more work and increase the time, they get negative results. Burnout, people disengage, they leave the job. What they found, which was so interesting, was that instead of managing time, which we really can't manage, why not manage energy? And Mm -hmm. across the strategies, the strategies come from, we think that we get our um, energy from mind, body, spirit, and our mental capacities, as well as our emotions. And one thing that I found so interesting that fits in with what you were speaking about, um, Sandy and Robin, was generosity. They suggest that most people in a work environment, and this is probably true of us working at home, um, children have an even shorter cycle of this. We have a limited cycle of sustained attention. So as we get into over an hour, we're starting to feel depleted energy. In an office mm-hmm. setting, and maybe even at home, most people reach for coffee or the donut they promised themselves they would never eat. But they're getting tired. Mm-hmm. Now, an interesting ritual that people, they, they trained people to choose different rituals to use throughout the day to renew energy. And one of them was going over to a coworker and paying a compliment or a manager going over to an employee and affirming some work they did. And it comes out of the research that suggests that generosity and giving cross-culturally benefits the giver as much as it benefits the recipient because what it does is invite a tremendous mood shift, a positive feeling, an affirmation of self. We say that the best way to build confidence in yourself is to build it in somebody else. So when you talk about getting through the holidays by giving or thinking about how can I do something for someone else, I think you really not only do we spread the emotional wealth, but I think that's very restorative in terms of mental and physical energy. That's amazing. And I want to repeat that. Building confidence in yourself you, and say it again for us, so I say it right, is, is building okay, the, confidence in somebody else. Is that the best how you say Yeah, the best way to build confidence in yourself is by building it in someone else. That's so as so you compliment someone or mentor them or support another um, mom who's, who's facing a deployment with kids, you're really spreading a sense of mastery, not only to her, but also to yourself. Hmm. That's really beautiful. 
One of the I wanted to just mention before I forgot it because you were talking about how people reach out and try to come up with ways to handle time, which is not always on our, our side. One mother tried to avoid the nightmare of the dinner time when her husband was deployed. She knew it was going to be 13 months, three boys and her. So you might have even read about this. She did an advertised dinner with the smileys. And that meant that once a week, someone from the community had dinner with them. It caught on so much that the governor came, the priest came, teachers came, a baseball player came. And and the children were delighted, but the payback, the people coming were thrilled. It's that passing forward, doing something for someone else. And I just wanted to pass it on because I thought it was such a good idea. That's really, really neat. I, think I know it's good for a lot of families, actually. Oh, yeah, I was thinking yeah. I might do that myself because it's just me and the two kids as a single parent. Absolutely. Yeah. And people, you know, you'd be surprised how interested people often are in volunteering and giving, and they really don't quite know how. Mm-hmm. So whenever we think of ways of inviting people to help us renew energy, usually you're giving them a gift in inviting them and helping them find a way. Um, I wanted to mention some of the other ways that I thought were very striking in the corporate world in terms of renewing energy as opposed to trying to change time that I thought were very translatable. Um, One of them is rethinking sleep. Um, I think that we all would agree that if everybody got eight hours, this would be a great thing. That is very difficult often if you're a working parent. And it's also very difficult sometimes for children who have, as we mentioned in the last show, they have activities from dusk to dawn. They are dawn to dusk. They really are exhausted. And in Mm -hmm. an interesting An interesting book that's come out on rethinking about sleep, it suggests that we have locked ourselves into the belief that the eight-hour cycle is the only way. And yet if you look at other cultures, they don't necessarily get sleep in one chunk of time. And the the takeaway message for that is don't rule out the power of naps. A 24-minute nap has been shown to restore cognitive performance at the same level as someone who had the full night's sleep. So when you think about, I keep thinking about when my kids were playing sports and they had been up so early and they would just come home and fall on their beds. And actually that's not a bad thing for a kid to do for 20 minutes, far better than surfing the net, far better than texting, because in that sleep we have cognitive as well as physical renewal. So that sometimes this particular writer was saying someone could get so worried that they're not getting enough sleep that it actually exacerbates the insomnia, the sleep problems. So we ought to think about being more flexible. I mean, if you, I've often worked in the city and travel home by train. It's a long ride. Well, there's a lot of people sleeping. It's not a bad idea. So that for moms or people say you have a baby sleep when the baby sleeps, not a bad idea. So... Restoring sleep in little um, little segments is something to think about. The same thing is true of exercise. We've come to see, and this was really true in the corporate world, that when you feel depleted, rather than reach for the coffee, 
those people who set up rituals like taking the steps down the building instead of the elevator and going outside and listening to their iPod for five minutes, or at lunchtime walking 10 minutes to a deli far away to get a sandwich. Mm -hmm. That is, we've seen in research now that three 10-minute segments are probably more efficient than a 30-minute workout in terms of reducing blood pressure. A five-minute segment of just getting away from your desk and walking to another department to speak to somebody is restorative and is what keeps energy going. I think that's true about children, too. Absolutely, because I have to unplug my kids. You know, Mm -hmm. I've got to, today actually, you know, I'm going to take a lot of heat for this from the other moms, I'm sure, but I let my, both my boys take a mental health today, Doc. Uh, day to day. They're mm-hmm. perfectly healthy, but they were stressed out and both of them at breakfast were kind of whining and crying. They had been at their dad's all weekend and they just wanted to be home. They just wanted to reset. And I knew if I had pushed them to go to school, you know, because they, they have a different routine at the dad's, different foods, mm-hmm. different bedtimes. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stress on little ones. Mm-hmm. And when I- they came home this morning and they both looked at me, you know, and I'm kind of a pushover with this stuff because I'm a big person that takes mental health days from my company, um, you can only take so much. And I let them stay home today. And they have been reading, they've been working in their workbooks by choice. Wonderful. You, you see, know, and I, having a great. wonderful, quiet day. Each one's in their own room without me sending them there, which is a, a miracle used, in itself. <laughs> I used to do that too. And actually, even when my kids were in high school, in high school, it's structured. So you only have so many sick days that you're allowed in a semester. And I sat my kids down and I said, you are going to be responsible responsible for knowing what your workload is, what your commitments are to to school and any other organization that you are committed to. And if you decide that you need to stay home for whatever reason, you be honest with me, you tell me what you're doing, you tell me why you need to stay home, and I'll write that note for you because obviously you got to have the parent's note to get back back in the next day. But I was very glad that my kids respected their limits and that I was giving them that responsibility that helped them make some good choices, I guess. You know, that I felt very strongly that, yeah, Mental Health Day, everybody needs once in a while. Yeah. See, I think what's so valuable and what, what Sandy read today and what you're even saying is very often fatigue irritability, inability to concentrate, fighting over homework, they're really signs that the person and the little person is depleted. And nothing is more restorative than being off task. Now, what's interesting is that's defined in different ways. Your kids reading what they wanted to read when they wanted to read it or sitting in a certain chair in your house rather than at the desk or being able to go in and get a snack today because they were kind of overtired, that is restorative. Then we know it's likely, you know, the immune system's not going to take a hit. Because when you think about it, even as adults, we're usually most irritated. We don't know what we want to eat. We don't know what we want to do. We can't do the bills. Usually that means you're exhausted, and being off task is very reparative. So I think it was a great idea. They're lucky they have a mom who could read the cues there. 
I think they really are lucky. Dr. Phillips, we're going to take a break right now. Um, On the other side of the break, what we'd like to chat with you a little more about is this stress and being relative to time that not only we have with our kids, but maybe we have as couples. And and that was somewhat of what you have recently written and have been talking about is why couples disagree about time. And I think there is an awful lot of stress as far as how each one of us decides is our best way of time management and sometimes we don't quite get the message of what the other one's management style is all about so I think it would be great if you could help us with a little more insight on that Okay. on the other side of the break back with Dr. Suzanne Phillips uh, here on Military Mom Talk Radio Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you ready to get your woo-hoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio. Love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. With your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second chances is a place to be heard. A place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of Second Chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with 
uh, Robin Boyd and Dr. Suzanne Phillips. And for those of you playing along at home, real good chance I'm going to yell at my kids during this show. They are making so much noise in the other room. This whole mental health day that was supposed to help them has completely stressed me out. Just saying. So I am going to mute my headset from this point onward and chime in only when I can because I don't think you want to hear me go, you guys, knock it off in there because you will. Okay. You will for sure. I've told you, Sandra, but I, 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 we had a business too uh, in the house when the kids were young and I have uh, visions of me in the coat closet. I'm telling Dr. S- uh, Phillips this. We, I, I would take my phone into the coat closet and muffle myself into the coats because the kids were, were fighting the universe or fighting each other or doing whatever they had to do in, in the living room. And we had a very small house. And uh, that would be the way I'd be able to talk to a client. And of course, I'd have that very business-like voice and get off the phone and say, you guys, just like Sandra's saying. (laughs) So yeah, we've all been there, Sand. So that's perfectly fine. That's what motherhood's all about. And you know, I also think too, it's, it's part of what our lives are in this century. Don't you think, Dr. Phillips, is that we are multitaskers to the exponential degree. We are doing businesses at home. We are doing businesses in the corporate world outside the home. We are doing all of the kid type things. Talk about stress and time management. This is very difficult. Well, just a quick word on multitask because I think it's worth just thinking about it for a minute, and that is when we really look at it as far as tasks that require sustained attention, well, we really don't multitask. We just move quickly between them. Now, you can throw a load of wash in, throw a chicken in, and sit down and do a job proposal or work with the kids with homework. You cannot be texting on a phone doing the bills, and helping the kids with homework. Those things that require sustained attention require that we pull off one task and pull on another. And what they find in terms of research is that if you're doing a proposal for a show and you are answering every text, watching every email, and taking your phone calls, you're going to probably add 25% more time to that particular task. But we've been so seduced into thinking we can do all this that we actually are paying the price time-wise, much less stress-wise, of doing everything at the same time. That's not true of non-intellectual you know, non type tasks, but it's definitely true of sustained attention type tasks, um, which brings us to the way couples differ and whether or not they agree with something like that and how they use their time. Mm. Because in terms of all the multitasking we do, um, we usually will tell the other we think the other wastes time. We think watching football all day is a waste of time. And when we say, is it 10 minutes real time or 10 minutes football time, everybody knows those are very big differences. Mm -hmm. And a spouse might think, that talking with your girlfriends on the phone, which is your only route to sanity that night, is a big waste of time when you know you have to talk to someone who understands what you're talking about. So one of the things that I've seen with couples and that I've written about is the question of use of time and everybody's personal time sense. One man who wrote a book called The Geography of Time traveled all over the world, and he said at times he was 
just beside himself. Depending on the culture, depending on where he was, people used time differently. He decided no one really wastes time. Everybody just uses it differently. And I do think there's something to that with couples, and that is I think that people need different balances of time. Most of us think that men, women, children, we all need a certain amount of private time, a certain amount of work time, a certain amount of intimate time, and a certain amount of general social time. But those degrees to which we need it may differ. Um, You may have a spouse who really doesn't need to be alone much, and you might be someone who really needs the renewal of private time. Mm-hmm. You might you might be someone who does not mind waiting an hour in a doctor's office or at an airport knowing you are on time for that flight. You might be married to someone who hates giving up his time to anyone and so must get there literally when the last person is handing their ticket in. That's not easy with a couple because mm-hmm. she's a wreck and he's feeling good or he's infuriated that they're waiting and she's finally feeling relaxed. So very often couples have to think about and look at why are we fighting every time we travel? It's really about the issue of how we see waiting and the way we use our time. And I think the time-old typical, stereotypical argument that one sees is that, especially if you have a family, the mom isn't just packing her toothbrush and putting in an extra pair of underwear in the overnight bag like the guy is probably doing the 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 mom is not only packing her things but packing the kids things making sure they've got the snack making sure she uh, had the mail delivered to the p.o box instead of to the house delivery making sure that the oil man isn't going to come and deliver that yeah. week all of those things while the guy is sitting and i don't mean to be stereotypical but i'm sorry this is the way it usually lays out is that he's the one saying why are we running to the airport at the very last minute when we could have been there a half an hour ago well that there again she just succumbs to all of these responsibilities and and probably doesn't express we have to make sure these things are done before we can go and communication ends up being the biggest issue too well, you, you talk, you're talking the typical fight. Why can't you ever be on time? And she's saying, if the only thing I had to do was get myself ready, I'd be on time. That's I, right. I, you know, That's I right. wish well, I could be sitting in the car. and priorities. It's like it's I, not my priority to get there, you know, an hour before because I have to pack all this stuff. I'm responsible for like 90 other things. You know, the person I'm traveling with, all he has to do is pick up his suitcase and walk out the door. Mm-hmm. I have literally said to spouses, sitting in the car beeping while she is getting ready will not make her move faster. It, right. will just in- <laughs> it will just increase anxiety, and the chances are she will move slower and her mood will not be great. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes back and forth. In a similar way, sometimes a, 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 a guy's racing to get home or to get to the game that the, where the kid is playing, and she's infuriated that he's late. And I've said to couples, no one's going to win this argument because time is very related to context and situation. You are watching the moments that he is late and he is racing against the clock. Two different contexts. You can't possibly have two winners and two losers. 
you you got to call this one a draw. In some ways, there is a notion that the time frame we're sitting in is the one we're going to judge the other person by. And that's a big problem often with couples. Much like, as we sort of said, somebody is waiting on one hand for deployment to end, but every day there's not enough time. It's such a paradox in terms of trying to tolerate the way we can't really manage time because it's really finite. We can't really control it. We sort of manage to work within the parameters of time. Well, and the other thing about time, like with deployment and with separation, you guys, is is what's the time frame that's appropriate to get back to someone? Like for me, I'm kind of an, you know, ADD hyper person. So I get back to, you know, my partner who's away right away. Boom, boom, boom. You text me. I'll text you right back, give you what you need to know. Now, you know, the person I'm dating who's a military commander, three days <laughs> might be his time frame. And get, yeah. Don't you love it when they do reply then? Yes. And you're like, what's right. the yes? <laughs> and you're like, but I've sent you 16 texts with 15 yeah. questions, and you just, apparently, you answered yes to all of them. So I will be getting a new Mercedes. I'll be flying to the Bahamas. You know, because that time frame thing, though, is really frustrating. Well, it, but you're also taking into account the difference with which people will respond to text, emails, etc. That is, if he's finding that. It's best for him, let's just suppose, to not be watching everyone that comes through. And, and like some folks will say, I, I, I'll just check every hour. Someone else checks every time they hear the blink. So he's not even thinking he's not responding. And it might actually <laughs> serve him well not to be so hyper-responsive. Little does he know that you're at the other end wishing to connect. So that that's a good conversation to have in terms of, just give me a heads up so I know I'm not waiting um, in terms of what happened to your email. I mean, even in terms of worrying about deployed partners, I've heard all kinds of ideas. One commander, a female um, Air Force commander, said, you know, it became so addictive that I started thinking I couldn't move if I didn't get his response back, and then we both decided, okay, we're not doing this. What they did was keep daily journals that they planned to share when they saw each other together, but they would have a few times during the week when they did the back and forth. I mean, every couple's different, but it's worth knowing what are the parameters you're going to be checking on. Um, because for someone, every text in a minute they're back, and for other people, that's not going to be true. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, issue you raise and very common for couples. One woman was particularly enraged that her spouse did not respond. And within an, by the time he did respond, forget it. But what she could not know is that he could not respond in the middle of a business meeting. Right. So that you often Dr. don't Phillips. know the situation the partner's in when you send the, you must tell me what we should do about this kid or this situation. Right. Dr. Phillips, we'll pick it up on the other side okay. of the break. Today we're talking with Dr. Suzanne Phillips. She's a licensed psychologist, psychoanalyst, uh, certified group therapist, and all-round person that we all need in our lives every single day. <laughs> I wish I could just text you sometimes and just say, really, really? Um, we are going to talk a little bit more on the other side of the break. I'd like to maybe wrap up the hour, Dr. Phillips, talking about what uh, techniques or what avenues we can really look at to where we can expand our energy and reduce our stress. Back in a moment with Dr. Phillips on Military Mom Talk Radio. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and our guest today is Dr. Suzanne Phillips. For those of you who weren't here during the commercial break, yes, I did yell at my kids because they were hitting each other. We started with foam swords. We had a dog scratch. We had a Band-Aid emergency. What's our break, like 45 seconds, something like that? That's a good use of time. Yes, very good use of time. Um, Suzanne, I'm so happy that you talked about the time frame in which men and women, you know, get back to each other or like, you know, standing in line at the airport. You know, I'm consistently dawdling in the bookstore while my partner is, you know, first in line, front and ready, right on the plane, ready to get going. I mean, it's, we're so different. And (laughs) having that conflict always because I'm putting my makeup on in the car I'm not even dressed you know by the time we're going is really a sore spot and especially aggravated by 
like um, when somebody is on, um, you know, when somebody's out of the country or out of town for work, it's really hard. And I think men and women are so different with time in general. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's gender, definitely de- gender differences in terms of responsiveness. Dr. Phillips, do you know of a, a person named Mark Gun- Gungor? And I'm not even sure that I'm pronouncing his last name right. He's actually a pastor and he has done um, seminars and speeches and he I caught him on something on YouTube and he does this wonderfully delightful presentation on describing men's brains and women's brains and he Mm -hmm. talks about men's brains being little nice tidy boxes and men being in their box when they're doing this task and then being in their other box when they're doing Mm -hmm. another task and and never should the boxes ever touch each other. When then he goes over to a woman's uh, uh, statue and he talks about them all intertwined and internetted and interwired and and he's making all of these gestures with his hands, how they're all uh, like electric Ex- think explosions going on all the time. Thoughts in my box. Okay. <laughs> we, we just well, heard from the new generation of men who's in here getting his soccer clothes on while we oh, have our show. Okay. Well, just, just related to um, your comment about um, the the different uh, brains. brains of men and women, there's another very good book called um, Why Men Never Re- uh, Remember and Why Women Never Forget. Why women can't remember and women never forget. And the one example that just seems so true and people seem to really respond to it is the the way in which the stress level um, persists with women and quickly drops for men. For instance, so a couple's having an argument and, okay, cortisol level, stress level up for both. But, and we're probably wired this way from, you know, caveman days within... A half hour to less, boom, man's stress level's down, he's rolling. A woman, a woman's will stay sustained for over three hours. Mm-hmm. Now, this explains why that three hours later she's saying, so here we go again, right? And he's going, what? You mean we're not going to talk about it? And he's going to say, talk about what? He's done. He, he's miles away. But Mm -hmm. she's still really sustaining a very high level of stress. Now, was this as a way to protect the offspring, to remember that something negative happened and you don't drop that guard for a long time? As she describes in the book, do men need to drop it right away so they're not afraid to go back and hunt? Maybe. But it's it's the biggest piece of argument often with couples I see, it happens in my own life, which is, She's holding on, or she's accused of, you're hanging on to it, you're bringing it back. Well, she's not really neurophysiologically done. That's a big difference with men and women. We know that there's differences, and that it's, it's obvious that that's never going to change. What can we be doing to reduce the stress that this um, difference in a time approach is in all of us. How, how can we reduce the stress and the conflict between each other? One of the things that I say, and I often do lectures on with, with couples, is to be informed is really to be empowered as a couple. So let's say the couple knows that. 
that it's harder for her to recover, and he's already thinking about something else. Well, just knowing that and saying, okay, okay, so how are we going to handle that? How are we going to finish an argument in a way that doesn't disrupt the whole night? Or, all right, how are we going to handle the airport scene? See, if a couple can mutually acknowledge we each add a piece to the pie, they're in a very good place to really negotiate their differences and even use them as assets. It's when Mm -hmm. people begin to assume the worst of each other, assume negativity, blame the other. When once we get into blame or negative projections, you know, the whole mutual connection and power of a couple really starts to be lost. So what I'll say to a couple is, unless you're dead, you're going to fight. The question's not in the fight. It's in the recovery. So Mm. if one of you is able to say, well, time out, weren't we going to watch a movie? Let's pick this up tomorrow. Or time out, we're now in such a heated debate, neither of us are making sense. I've I've said to couples, stop walking to other rooms, write down your point, and come back with it written on the paper. Change the set. So that it's... If couples can harness the fact that if they're human, they're going to be different, the fact that their gender uh, links of differences also, it really gives them, you know, really a heads up and an ability to use the differences. And uh, there again, that's it all kind of boils down to that communication, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think so many times, some people are, I, 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 you kind of see it in church sometimes. You're at coffee hour after church, and you've got one spouse that's yapping away with a little group, and you've got the other one that's just very patiently standing mm-hmm. there and saying, yep, I know, I know, they'll be along in a minute. Then you've got the opposite side of it, that you've got the person that's just glaring across the room, and the minute the eyes get make contact, it's like, oh, got to go, bye, and you're out the door. Um, I guess you just have to appreciate that each one of us is different. We obviously married each other because we love each other and we have to look at the what we admire and love in each other to be able to say there's more of that than there is of the thing that's irritating me and if it's not uh, agreeing on time I guess that's the concession that we have to make in order to appreciate each other's love for for ourselves for each other I guess yeah, I think that's such a good point you're making. I think part of um, any any strong bond is being able to accept what you're not crazy about in the other and feeling that what's good about this person so offsets that that you can, you know, not, not sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, though, when the difference really starts to really impede who you are or in any way make you feel less than you are, you got to address it. Those mm-hmm. are the things that you really address. Um, and then when you throw in the mix of a military commitment that isn't in either one of your control, I think that's where we as military families have to really find a different strength and a different way of dealing with, with um, something because we can we can look at each other at the church in the coffee hour, but we can't do anything about it when those orders come. Right. I think I think appreciating um, the different roles and the impact of those orders 
on mm-hmm. each of the partners is a big thing. Some this might be be something that will, will be helpful, and that is using three different lenses, which is when something happens, be it orders or even some sort of incident that's upsetting to the family or, or something happens, consider it first from a reverse lens. How does this look if I'm standing in his shoes? How does this look if it's, I'm standing in her shoes? Mm-hmm. Then consider it from a forward lens. Okay, what's this really going to be like six months from now? Mm-hmm. Putting it in the in the future sometimes somewhat lessens the intensity of the fear and or the enormity that that it may seem at the moment. And the other wow. is a broader lens, which is, okay, this stinks. How are we going to make this into something that's positive? How are we going to turn this into something that we're going to look back at and think, you know what? Mm-hmm. We must be something if we could get through three deployments. So yeah. that you, you try to bring a different perspective on it. The one in terms of putting yourself in the other's shoes is often really an awakening to couples when they realize that it wasn't that she really didn't want to understand what you were going through. She was alone with what she was dealing with and the reverse. Wow. uh, Dr. Phillips, where can people find more about you? Okay. Um, My website is www.couplesaftertrauma.com. Great. Great. And, and um, my, do you have give you, let me just give you my blog site is Healing Good. for Couples on Psych Central. And there's we loads had, uh, of, oh, there's oh, lots sorry, of blogs ahead, on Phil. military um, couples and on deployment, etc. That's wonderful. And uh, when you visited us last, you were uh, talking about your book, Healing Together, A Couple's Guide to Coping with Trauma and Post-Traumatic Stress. So we want to make sure that people uh, do find that and find you at your website. Thank you so much, Dr. Phillips, for being with us today. You're awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, and best to everyone listening. Thank you. Sandra, next week we've got a great show coming up. We've got Karen Jeffries, uh, the Veterans Moving Forward organization. They're at vetsfund.org. And we also have Sydney Knott, Horses for Heroes, you told me we're having. That's we exciting. do. We've got a big one next week. That's really exciting. Well, you tell your kids to have an awesome rest of the afternoon and share their time and <laughs> <laughs> reduce mom's stress. <laughs> right, we'll give them show credits. Max and Zach get show credit for today, just like Sally the Barking Dog and your cat that plays the piano. Yeah, last week we had, we had a playing cat. Uh, my cat does. They walk across the keyboard, and I think it's hilarious the way they do that because they get the biggest kick out of it. You can see it in their face. So, <laughs> well, anyway, Sandra, another great show. Dr. Phillips is amazing, and I always feel so renewed after speaking to her. She's she's just great. You will have lots more next week on Military Mom Talk Radio. Visit us on iTunes and visit us at militarymomtalkradio.com. Have a great week, everyone.